Welcome to today's podcast with Bishop Wale Ajayi. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We give you praise. Hallelujah. Kela zobrata ningre shopatas. Yatonombe. Erabuste sashe sanande grasto potanande ya. Ora bashakte sonda diasonos. Oh Jesus, 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 Jesus. Glorify your name in this house. Ah, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. As we behold you, we become. Who you are is who we are. As we behold you, we become who you are, Lord. Who you are is who we are. As we behold you, we become. As we behold, as we behold you, we become. Who you are is who we are. As we behold you, we become. Jesus, who you are, Lord. To his image from glory to glory, from glory to glory, and we all and we are we open faces. Ah! 
as we behold you we become who you are Lord who you are is who we are as we behold you as we behold you we become uh, who you are Lord who you are is who we are one more time as we behold you as we behold we become who you are is who we are 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 Jesus who you are is who we are oh thank you Jesus thank you Jesus with fresh life here this morning thank you for light thank you for insight thank you Jesus for utterance utterance in the name of Jesus amen amen hallelujah you may be seated god bless thank you jesus amen i also want to appreciate all those watching online god bless you we recognize you you're here with us and it will be an awesome time hallelujah glory to god Amen. Thank you, Jesus. This morning, very quickly, I want to um, I want to lay a case for for the preaching of the gospel with with um, with tactfulness hallelujah with intelligence praise God because if we must reach the world for Jesus, then we must be flexible. So this morning, I, I'll title what I want to minister or what I want to share. The topic of my message this morning is Jew and Greek, the scope of the harvest. Jew and Greek Jew and Greek the scope of the harvest hallelujah thank you Lord Jesus okay Romans 1 16 Paul says I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ let me say this to us. There are no insignificant details in scripture. 
no insignificant details. When you read through scriptures, don't just speed read. There's a reason why certain things are put there. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation for all who believe. Usually we stop there. But Paul added something. He said first to the Jew and then to the Greek. There's a reason that detail is there. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to all who believe, first to the Jew and then to the Gentile or to the Greek. Some translations use the word Greek. Some use the word Gentile. It means the same thing. And that's because, hallelujah, let's put our hands together for mama this morning. (laughs) Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Precious woman of God. I encountered her first in Port Harcourt uh, with Reverend Tari and we were blown. We were blown away. And I can assure you, you will be blessed when she comes up. Hallelujah. You're welcome, my God bless you. Amen. There's a reason he said first to the Jew and then to the Greek. In John chapter 4, Jesus talking to the woman at the well said, You Samaritans do not know who you worship, but we Jews know who we worship because salvation is of the Jews or salvation is coming out of the Jewish race. Salvation is coming forth from the Jewish race to the rest of the world. Now that's important. And you will find in scripture that there was a manner in which the gospel was presented to the Jews and a manner in which it was presented to the Gentile. And if you don't understand that difference, you will come out with a powerful message and you will not penetrate a people. You will come out with a message that is potent. But has no relevance to the people you are teaching. When Paul started out his ministry, Paul did not have this understanding. So he came out radically, the way many people go out. As soon as he got born again in Acts chapter 9, and then Ananias prayed for him. And his eyes were open in Acts chapter 9, reading from verse 18. The Bible says, and straightway, he went out preaching the gospel. Straightway. Um, Okay, immediately they fell um, from his eyes as they had been scales, and he received the sight forthwith and arose and was baptized. And when he had received meat, he was strengthened. Then was Saul certain days with the disciples which were at Damascus. And straightway, he preached Christ in the synagogues. That he is the son of God. But all that heard him were amazed and said, Is not this that is not this he that destroyed them which called on his name in Jerusalem and came hither for that intent that he may bring them bound unto the chief priests? But Saul increased the more in strength and confounded the Jews which dwelt in Damascus, proving that this is very Christ. And after that many days were fulfilled, the Jews took counsel to kill him. Notice something. There were no fruits from his proving that Jesus was the Christ. He came out proving. You see, you know, many times the intention in your heart when you start out to preach is what will determine the result you get. 
You see, Paul was coming from a background of, uh, of attacking the faith. So now, as he got born again, he just, mm, this thing that we have fought and killed people, we are going to prove that it is, and he stepped out. No convert. But if anything, they set out to kill him. Let's read on. But their laying await was known of, known of Saul, and they watched the gates day and night to kill him. Then the disciples took him by night and let him down by the wall in a basket. And when Saul was come to Jerusalem, he had said to join himself to the disciples, but they were afraid of him and believed not that he was a disciple. So watch this now. He left where he was, went, and went somewhere else. But Barnabas took him and brought him to the apostles and declared unto them how that they had seen the Lord, he had seen the Lord in the way, and, that, and he had spoken to him, and how he had preached boldly at Damascus in the name of Jesus. And he was with them coming in and out at Jerusalem. And he spoke boldly in the name of the Lord Jesus and disputed against the Christians. These are the Greeks now. So he first started with the Jews. He boldly proved that Jesus was the Christ. They wanted to kill him. Then he entered the Jews, the Greeks. Are you following this? But they went about to slay him. Next verse. Which when the brethren knew, they brought him down to Caesarea and sent him forth to Tarsus. Paul, go first. Go, son, go. Go first. Then after that, we see that Paul was quiet. It was after this experience that Paul, who was already born again and knew Jesus, had another encounter with the message tailor-made for a people. Now, this is important. Do not think that I'm going to say this, and I know it may sound strong, but, uh, you know, just follow me. People are not going to get born again simply because you tell them your sins are forgiven you past, present, and future. Some people don't even understand what sin is. That there is a context in which the gospel must be presented. For people to receive it. And if you don't understand it, you struggle in ministry. You know, I was in England some years ago. My wife and son are there. And I, I visited this church. I first went to several churches where, you know, there were um, African pastors, Nigerians, and several other, you know, races. And um, I got tired. So I started going to white church. I asked one of the pastors, I said, come, how come there are no white people in your church? He said, these people, they don't like us. They don't like us at all. One of them came here one time. The following week, he didn't even come. Another one came. He just spent only two weeks. He left. They don't like us. They don't like us Africans at all. They are very racist. They don't like us. Then I said to him, are you sure you are not presenting a racial gospel? It wasn't too long after them I saw a program they were doing And they were sharing flyers in Nottingham And the title of the program Was KBAC And I thought to myself Do you actually want to win these white men And you put KBAC 
BSC has titled a program. Then you share it to white men and they took they pick it up and say, What was KBA saying? Galatians. Follow me quickly. I, I don't have much. Follow me. Galatians chapter 1. Promise 15. We'll just we'll finish it and then flow into chapter 2. But when it pleased God, watch this. Who separated me from my mother's womb and called me by his grace? Watch this. Next verse. To reveal his son in me that I might preach him among the heathen. So Paul was getting traction for his ministry. He was getting direction now. That he wasn't just sent to preach the gospel everywhere. There was a set of people that the gospel was interpreted to him in a certain way to reach them. He was, look, there are no insignificant details in scripture. And let me tell you this. Time and again, Paul attempted to stray away from this path. You read in Acts chapter 9, I'm sorry, not Acts, Romans chapter 9, Romans chapter 10, you will find that Paul was overzealous. It was in Acts chapter 9, Acts chapter 9, he said, I pray to God for my people Israel. What time he said, I wish I could be accursed from Christ. The Greek word is anathema. I wish I could be cut off from Christ for the sake of my people. That means, let me die and go to hell so that all Israel will be saved. What manner of zeal? In the book of Acts, we find as you read in the later part, he kept charging towards Jerusalem. Time and again, God sent people to tell him, don't go there. He said, no, I must go. He said, no. He got there, they bound him. He couldn't even preach. He was trying to explain. As soon as he made one statement, hey, to hell with him. So he couldn't even preach. Then God now told him, don't worry, don't be afraid. You will preach in Rome. Well, read it, it's in there. Because one challenge I find with many ministers is that you are preaching in a locality and you come with another guise, another outlook that is foreign to the people you are sent to. So listen, that you have the message is not enough. When and this was Jesus' style, when he's talking to fishermen, he will use fishermen language. I would make you fishers of men. When he's talking to agrarians, the kingdom of God is likened to a man should, that a man should plant seed in the ground because he's talking to farmers. Until you have found the language of the people, I wondered years ago. I sat down. I you know I. I realized that many of the American pastors I was listening to and reading their books were writing for an American audience. Yeah. All the examples were there, all the everything, illustrations, everything. And I found out that many things were not applicable to us here. And then we take the same thing and we do it. 
And then you come to your people and you are talking over their heads. They are trying to understand you. But if you go to the US, you will blend with that audience very well, even though you are in Nigeria. It's not a Nigerian gospel. It is the gospel tailor-made for Nigerians to hear. I'm going somewhere because we are different parts of this body. Are you following this? This is what Paul was talking about when Paul said in, in Ephesians chapter 3 that a dispensation of the gospel has been committed to me. That word dispensation is not dispensation as in time. No. That dispensation is the Greek word orkomene. It means, it, it means a, the management of an estate. Are you following this? That is you have been made the manager over an estate to run the affairs. And because it's a, a dispensation of the gospel. That means that there is a people I'm sent to. There is a manner in which I'm to present this thing. And that's why each minister is unique. And until you accept that uniqueness, you won't be effective. I know you think that it's just the preaching of the message that's enough. No. Mm-mm. In 1 Corinthians 9, Paul said to the Jew, I become like a Jew. To the Gentile, I become like a Gentile. To the barbarian. Are you following this? Then he said, I become all things to all men so that I can by all means save some. So it is wisdom and you know, one will look at that as bad business. You invest everything to get some. Because you can't win the whole world. But you must become everything to win the most you can win. Oh, am I talking here? In other words, even in our presentation of the gospel, there's an audience you will get to. There are certain statements you will make. You have you've lost them. You've lost them. Why we have to be firm on the truth, right? We can present it in a language that calls them in. Even Jesus, listen, even Jesus did that. How impossible it is for a rich man to enter heaven. Oh no, that that means who can be saved? Then he went further to explain how difficult it is for a man who trusts in his riches. That means even Jesus had to change language. It's wisdom. Let's go on Galatians. That I might preach him to the Gentiles. Immediately, I conferred not with flesh and blood. This is important. There were two reasons. One, now, was it not the same Jesus? The same Jesus that saves the Jew. Is it not the same Jesus that saves the Gentile? So what's the big deal? But when he, listen, because this wasn't just a message now, it was also to a people. So that's why he couldn't confer with flesh and blood. Because, listen, there is a way God is going to release you into the mission field, depending on what that field is. If you confer with flesh and blood, they will impose all patterns on you. As for me, when I realized the people I was sent to, I changed my dressing. Now that's me. 
I changed. Let me look like the people I'm talking to. Now, you don't have to do me. And I remember growing up over the years, I tried different ones. I tried Pastor Benny. Glory be to God. The Holy Spirit is here. All the glory of your presence. We, your temple, give you reverence. The Holy Ghost is here. So arise to your rest and be blessed by your praise. Now, now switch. Hallelujah. Ah, if you don't know that, sing it softly. Now. So every ministration, I learned all the songs. When it's time to move into the next round. Hallelujah. 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 I saw some results. After a while, it stopped working. Then I switched to TD Jakes. God's getting ready. Oh, yeah. God's getting ready. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who are you sent to? And that's why you must appreciate uniqueness in ministry. You must appreciate diversity in ministry. We can't all do it the same way. Let's finish this. Quickly, quickly. To reveal his son in me that when I preach him among the heathen, I immediately confessed not with flesh and blood. Neither went I up to Jerusalem to them that were apostles before me. But I went into Arabia and returned again unto Damascus. Then, after three years, I went up to Jerusalem to see Peter and abode with him 15 days. See how tactful he was. Because there's a way he would bring this thing and tell them, are you following this? He first had to allow the conviction seat. Some of you, God is saying something to you. Understand it, that this is, there were two things here. It was the, the message and the people which would determine how he will come to them. And I will show you, I will show you things. There's a reason why Paul said that, there was a reason why Peter said that Paul's writings were difficult to understand. I'll tell you why. It's not because he, he, he was just struggling with the gospel. He did at the beginning, but when you read his epistles, you find out that they accepted it. They received it. Read Peter's epistles. You will see that they accepted the truth of the gospel. From First Peter, you see that. But it was in Second Peter, he said, some of Paul's writings that are difficult to understand. There was a reason. Because he was speaking in the language of the Greeks that the Jews could not understand. 
I'm going somewhere with this. Follow. Next verse. But out of the apostles saw I none, save James the Lord's brother. Because James was like the pastor of the church. Now the things which I write unto you, behold, before God I lie not. Afterward I came into the regions of Syria and Cilicia. And was unknown by face unto the churches of Judea that were in Christ. But they had heard that he which persecuted in time passed and they now preach faith, he wants to go. Next verse, let's just go flow. And they glorified God in me. Chapter 2, verse 1. Then 14 years after, I went to, do you notice that all these years Paul wasn't preaching? 14 years after, I went up again to Jerusalem and took Barnabas and took Titus with me. Watch this. Barnabas had a special ministry for making people receive people. When they were afraid of Paul, it was Barnabas that took him in. And because of the grace upon Barnabas, it was you know a special grace of encouragement and support. And you know when he speaks, he just comes, he just settles on the people. Because of Barnabas, they accepted Saul. So Saul knew that thing, so he held Barnabas. This one has grace to be able to convince people because Paul was a crude man. He was still learning uh, diplomacy. So Barnabas, you have the... Then he took Titus. There's a reason he took Titus. Watch this. And I went up by revelation and communicated unto them the gospel which I preach among the Gentiles. Is it not supposed to be the same gospel? The one I am preaching amongst the Gentiles. Why should he go and report it to them if not that it was tailor-made for... It's the same gospel... Am I talking here? This is how I am teaching it here. Next verse. Watch this. I think we're still on the same verse. But privately to them which were of reputation, lest by any means I should run and ha- or had run in vain. So he took, he was careful with the message, guarding this thing. Because up until that time, the Jews did, in fact, the first 10 years of the existence of the church, they were preaching the gospel only to the Jews. And they felt that the message was only for the Jews. Because even Jesus, when he came, his ministry was focused on the Jews alone. When he sent them out to preach, he said, don't go anywhere but to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. When the, when the Canaanite woman came, she said, I am not sent but to the lost sheep of Israel. I cannot take the... Uh, the the bread of the children and give it to dogs. He had to present it to the Jews first. It had to come out of the Jews. And Jesus respected that. Next verse. But neither Titus who was with me, being a Greek, was compelled to be circumcised. Do you see how? Now, he had to take a Greek with him. Why? Because he was sent to them. But he took this Greek one, just one. You see, because you have to present it in a palatable way. Little by little first. You can't just pack Greeks and go to people who don't like Greeks. Who are born again but don't believe that this message is for the Greeks. So he took only one. And they went to test the waters. And when he got there, they looked at him and said, okay, okay, okay. They didn't they say, okay, don't worry, don't worry. You don't have to circumcise him. In other words, the believers in Jerusalem still believed that you had to be circumcised. Next verse. And that because of false brethren on our earth brought in, who came in privily to spy out our liberty which we have in Christ Jesus, that they might bring us into bondage. What liberty? What, what other liberty? 
It was the liberty with which he presented the gospel to the Greeks. Because if it was, if it was the same gospel, then there's no need for people to try and... Are you following what I'm saying? It's the same gospel, but the manner of the presentation and the people, the language. I'm going somewhere. Next verse. To whom we give place by subjection. No, not for one hour. That the truth of the gospel might continue with you. But of these who seem to be somewhat, what, whatsoever they were, it maketh no matter to me. God accepted no man's, per, no man's person. For they who seem to be somewhat in conference added nothing to me. Next verse. But contrarywise, when they saw that the gospel, watch this, the gospel of the uncircumcision was committed unto me as the gospel of the circumcision was unto Peter. Which gospel? Are there two different gospels? Are you following me here? And you will see how this thing waters down. I mean, not waters down. You will see how this thing trickles down to even the believer. So first of all, I'm talking to pastors now. Understanding where God has sent you. So the gospel to the, of the uncircumcised was committed to Paul. Even though he was a Jew. Then the gospel to the Jews was committed to Peter. Next verse. For he that wrought effectually in Peter to the apostleship of the circumcision, the same was mighty in me towards the Gentiles. Are you, are you following this? So after presenting it to them, they gave him the right hand of fellowship. And, and, and frankly, and frankly, this is, this, is, this, is my, this is my opinion, my firm opinion. I believe that Many people who have, or some, some people who have become, as it were, the face of the gospel in this country are giving us problems. Yeah. You don't come attacking everything, scattering everything. You, do you understand this? We all meet at some point. Mama Laduna said that yesterday. But when you're looking for every little thing to tear out, we don't believe in Titan. Titan is not scriptural. In the New Testament, we don't believe uh, we don't believe in baptism. In the New Testament, communion is outdated. In the New Testament, come. What are we doing? That's not what Jesus died for. So we bring in all these extra distractions and cut people off from so that becomes the face of it. Once they hear that, they say, Oh, all those people that don't believe in. And many of them have scattered churches. They went to preach in places and scattered churches. I'm telling you information I have firsthand. That is not the spirit of Christ. Yes, sir. We we believe in tight. We believe in tightening. Well, let's not go there. Listen, it would have been easy. It was easier for Abraham to just give Melchizedek anything. He gave him a tenth of the spoil. He said, just give freely in the New Testament. It was easier. It would have been easier for Abraham to give Melchizedek freely. But no. The spoil of battle, he had to divide. Do you know how difficult that process was? It wasn't money. Do you know how difficult it was to separate the spoils into ten places, equal places? And then give Melchizedek one tenth. If the tithe was not important, 
You just give as you want. Let's not go there. Let's not go there. I have a whole teaching on that. Let's not even go there. 10% is your problem. 1%, 1% is your problem. 1 over 10. Let's not go there. Tight means one tenth. The word tight means 1 over 10. I remember somebody was saying to me, ah, it's no more old, it's no more, it's no more. I said, listen, listen. I asked him, you have a son? He said, yes. I said, did you circumcise him? He said, yeah, yes, yes, I circumcised him. I said, okay, then you are under the law. He said, no, no, we did not circum- I didn't circumcise my son because of the law. I said, me too, I don't tight because of the law. <laughs> me too, I don't tight because of the law. It is instructive, listen, it is instructive that when Paul is speaking to the Corinthians, listen, there was a, look, listen, let me say this to you, the gospel, hear this, the gospel must impact culture, it must, gospel must impact culture, gospel must impact culture. It's not just enough to preach it. Gospel must impact culture. And we must be tactful in our delivery of this thing to make sure it is impacting culture. Because let me, let me tell, you, tell you this. It is easier for the gospel to spread, all right, from generation to generation in, in an atmosphere that is conducive. Paul, speaking to Timothy, said, the faith that is in you, genuine faith, which was in your mother, Eunice, and in your grandmother, Louis, it was easy for this thing to come down. He didn't say the gospel, he said faith. He didn't say the gospel that was in your grandmother came to you. He said faith. That means that there is an atmosphere that preserves faith. It is culture. Many of you are where you are today because, and that's why I say all this, I understand though, we have to fight for this gospel. But you see, do it with some measure of respect. Though. Because many of you that are coming and attacking people, your parents still don't believe this gospel yet, but you have not disowned them. And there was a time you did not know this. You were not born with this knowledge that you now have. If they got, if you got into it, they too will get into it. There's a listen. Culture is important, and it must be presented. Listen, when Paul was teaching, when he spoke about wisdom, this it is it is instructive that in First Corinthians one. Paul is speaking about wisdom. So he's tailoring his message. Why? Because the Greeks were giving to wisdom. What do you call Sophia? Love of, wis- love of wisdom. So, because the Greeks were giving to knowing wisdom. You see that in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. I don't have the time to read it. Paul Taylor made his message to attack the eels. Are you following this? And that's why, listen... As pastors and as ministers and as believers, we must understudy the world we live in. Take this counsel I'm giving you. We must understand understudy the world we live in. Listen, when Paul knew he had a ministry to the Gentiles, Paul listen, Aristotle, Socrates, um, what's that? Plato. All these guys that, you, that we talk about, all these philosophers, all lived in the time of Paul. It was their philosophies 
what, what, what check the history? Browse on it. It was their philosophies that Paul was attacking. Because these guys were studying nature, studying life, studying different aspects and trying to cut God out of it. So Paul had to present the gospel in a manner that made God relevant to nature. John did the same thing. When they were talking and saying that, look, because John was writing to an unbelieving audience. All of these things I write so that you will believe. So he was talking to an unbelieving audience. That's why from the beginning we say, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was with God. And all things were made by him. All things were created by him. Listen, I found out that the world we live in, there are no new errors. It just keeps repackaging itself. What's happening now, all of Europe, right, is swept away by the philosophy of science. Swept away by philosophy of science. Much of this thing we're preaching like this because we don't, we are not, we are not, listen, it's in Nigeria that this thing can work, oh. Because Nigeria is Africa is already and is already a religious space. It's a religious space. That's why you can talk God and talk Jesus, and they, you know they can quickly relate to a God or Jesus. I was look every time I go to the UK, I, to the UK, I engage them. People are converting from Christianity to science. I mean, I, I preach to people in the UK. I tell them Jesus loves you. They ask me who is Jesus. They've never heard. They don't know him. Am I talking here? They don't know him. Watch this. I'm almost done. I'm going to where I stop today. I'll continue tomorrow. It must impact culture, and this is what Paul understood. If I had the time, I wanted to read to you the reason Paul made certain statements. When Paul look, when he's talking, look, <laughs> too many things just flying in my head. Watch this. When the gospel came to the Jews first in Acts chapter 2, the Bible says that they were caught to the heart. And somebody was asking one time, why don't we have messages anymore that caught people to the heart? That they will not be crying, ah, oh God. I'll tell you the reason why. Because you com- contrast that with Acts chapter 13 when the gospel, when Paul preached the gospel to the Gentiles, the Bible says the whole city rejoiced. Why? It's because this thing was meant for the Jews. When Peter was talking to them, Peter said to them, these things are for you and for your children. The promise that the fathers gave came and you missed out on it. The promised Christ. So the Jews were already expecting him. And then he was pointing out to them that look, when he came, you people killed him or hung him up. And God has raised him up, made him Lord and Christ. And that's the one that you people missed. That's why they were caught to the heart. Because this thing was for them. Ah! You mean we missed it? Men and brethren, what shall we do? But when he came to the Gentiles, when Paul was talking to the Gentiles in Acts 13, where he made that, that profound statement in verse 39, that unto you, through this man, is preached unto you the forgiveness of sins. And that all who, all who believe are justified from all things from which they could not be justified by the, by the laws of Moses. He was talking to double audience. There were Jews there and there were Gentiles who had come under Jewish influence. So they had come under the influence of the law. 
So when Paul delivered that message, the Jews were angry. The Gentiles who had been under the influence of the, of the Jewish law now understood that, ah, so it's not by this Moses and ah, so they began to rejoice. That's why it was different. Listen, one of the reasons I started to understudy the ministry of Papa Idahosa in this city. I found out that one of the reasons why Papa was as successful as he was was because he tailor made this gospel to Benin, to Benin's. Let me tell you, I grew up in this city, I know what I'm talking about. I was in my grandmother's house. My grandmother was the head of all the idol worshippers in our area. When you finish doing your sacrifice, you come to our house for Thanksgiving. My grandmother was the priestess of the of the whole environment. Going to native doctors was part of the culture. When Papa came preaching, I was young. I saw those, I heard those songs he sang. Papa found songs uh, that will hit straight at the heart of the culture that binds the people. Because many times you will come with gospel like this, they will say, ah, it's very true. They will collect it and hold on to their culture. They'll be doing the two together. This was what Paul understood. Many times when he would tell them, flee idolatry. It was because they were holding the two together. And that was happening in this beginning. We go to church on Sunday, and you leave church in the, in the afternoon, you go to Babalao. It was happening in this beginning. People still had shrines in their houses. They, would stay be, they, they, they moved it from the front to the back. As a young man, me, I can tell you, my, we will finish church in Fet Arena. My dad would take us to native doctor in the afternoon. My parents would say, we have to start threatening them. We will tell pastor. We will tell pastor, how can we be Christians? You'll be taking us. You'll be taking us. They said, don't try to. Don't try to. That thing was there. And it was bringing in the message into the culture. That's why names started changing. Let me give you a few examples before I close. Let me give you a few examples. Listen. Ogu Obo. If you have been in here, you understand what that means. It means, it means that the, the idol, Ogu, is the doctor. Are you following this? Gospel impacting culture was what made people start changing their names to Jesu Obo. There's no Jesu in Benin. Are you following what I'm saying? The Benin culture does not have Jesu. We introduce Jesu as Jesus. Now, Jesus is the doctor. So people started changing their names. I was in Fetarina when Reverend uh, Oviasu Ogbe. Oviasu means Ovia. Oviasu. Oviasu is, Ovia is potent. Ovia, that's true, right? Uh-huh. He now changed it to Ovia Esu. That means Ovia is not powerful. Ovia is not. That is impacting. When Papa will come out to preach, he will say, leave all this your juju alone. The real one is Jesus. It was cutting into the culture. Tailor made for these people. And that's why, the, that's why this city was impacted the way it was. Oh, we are sent to people. And we must, be ad- we must adapt ourselves to the people we have been sent to. And once you find that thing, lock yourself in it. Present the gospel in a way that they receive it. And will be more impactful. God bless you. I'll see you. We come your way next time. Remember that Christ came to give you life and life in abundance. Be blessed. If you want to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior, say this prayer with me. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for Jesus, who I believe died on the cross for my sin. I confess you as Lord and Savior of my life. In Jesus' name, 
Amen.